blame the devil, but it's time for us to take responsibility, come on somebody, for our own actions because nine times out of ten, it's not the devil, it's us. Do I have anybody? And oftentimes the enemy will get you to believe that it's somebody else, but in all actuality, it's this nature that we're fighting. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's a war going on inside of us. Amen. There's a war going on inside of us. Let's look at this for a minute. Romans chapter 7, verse 14, and I'm going to get back to my, 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 uh, my, my, my handout here in a minute, but I wanted to show you something here. <clears throat> and I want to liberate you today to some degree. Amen. Look at verse 14. It says, for we know that the law is what? Spiritual. But I am what? Of the flesh. Sold into bondage to what? All right. Paul says, listen, the law is spiritual, but I was born in this flesh. And my flesh is sold into bondage, into sin, right? Verse 15, look at verse 15. For what I am doing, come on, somebody been here before. I want, I want, can you imagine this? Have you ever been there? I don't even understand why. I don't understand why I can't do right. Come on, somebody. Your mama call you hard-headed. <laughs> Amen. That's what they said. They said, that boy is hard-headed. He just won't do right. Come on, somebody. But he's, Paul is having a conflict on the inside of him. He says, I don't understand. He says, for I am what? See, here's a key word for you. He says, I am practicing. Now, here's what you have to remind yourself of. We all will sin. But it's the practice of it. Practice makes what? Perfect. And the more you practice sin, the more you practice in the flesh, the more you will remain in the flesh. Come on, somebody. He says, the very thing I'm practicing, he says, for I'm not practicing what I would like to do. Come on, somebody. You've made promises to yourself. You've made promises to God. You've, been, you've made promises that I'm going to do better. Come on, somebody. I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to, come on, somebody. I know you know what I'm talking about. I want to do better, but I just can't. How many of you throw your hands up at times and say, I'm done. I just, I'm, I ain't going to try no more. Come on, somebody. Yeah, uh-huh. That's your flesh. And the more you feed your flesh with doubt, come on somebody, the more you feed your flesh, amen, with the things that it desires, you will forever stay there. Listen, there's a lot of discouraged people in this world, and especially in the body of Christ. When we serve, oh, I wish I had somebody. One of the greatest that has ever lived. And yet, we're discouraged. Why? Paul, who wrote one-third of the Bible. Listen to me real good. Paul, who had all the faith to 
to go through everything that he went through. And then he writes Romans and he says to us, hey man, the thing that I want to do, for some reason I can't do it. I want to stop cussing. Y'all ain't trying to hit me. I want to stop doing this. Come on, so you got a list. We all got a list. What is it that you're trying to stop doing right now? Something that you want to do good. How many want to do good? I want to do good. But every time I seem to get ready to do good, guess what? I keep doing the very thing what? What does he say? But I, but I am what? I am doing the very thing I what? Now notice the strong word that he uses. He didn't say, I'm just doing this thing I don't want to do. He says, he's doing the very thing he... That's how deep this war is that's going on on the inside of us. It's not that people can't change. It's not that we can't do better. Come on, I remember being in school and I would try my hardest every day because I like to talk. Y'all can imagine what class was like, right? All I did was talk. <laughs> All I did was be in a distract. My teacher would put me in the corner, and then they'd move me to the back, and then they'd move me to the front, sit off to the side. I mean, just every, and every day, every time I go home, I get that whooping, and I come back to school, and guess what? I do, I said, man, the very thing I hate doing, I just, I just can't help myself. Anybody with anybody? Y'all not talking to me. Y'all being y'all not y'all y'all not being transparent this morning. Y'all, Amen. The very thing I hate to do is the very thing I'm doing. Let's go on and see what else Paul says. It's verse sixteen. Look what he says. Verse sixteen. He says, "But if I do the very thing." I do not want to do, I agree with the what? Confessing that the law is good. Now, the reason why he was able to understand he was doing wrong is because the law was presented to him. All right? And the law is the Ten Commandments, the Word of God. Okay? The law shows you that you, you're violating something, right? Now, look what he goes on to say. He says, verse 17. So now, no longer am I the one doing it. Hmm. Saints, I want to tell you something. You've been blaming the devil. You've been blaming people. Let me tell you something. This right here, mental attitude sin. He says, so now no longer am I the one doing it. But what? For some reason, we don't want to talk about this two, three-letter word in church no more. And then when we do, we condemn people about it. Paul says, I understand now what's going on. It all points to sin. He says it's sin that dwells in me. So as a believer, you and I, when we can't do the things that we want to do, 
We have to stop for a minute and say, Lord, am I in sin? And then we must exercise 1 John 1 and 9. Lord, I confess my sins to you today. Forgive me, Lord, of my sins so that I can do your will. When sin dwells in you and I, we will do the opposite of his will. And here's what I want to say to you. Sin is seductive. Sin oftentimes brings us satisfaction. I don't think y'all hearing me. Sin oftentimes, even though, watch this, even though it affects our relationship with God, sin separates us from God. So therefore now, I will continue to do the things that I want to do. The very thing I hate doing because when you're separated from God, watch this, watch this. There's no more intimacy with God. So we run into our prayer closet, we read a few scriptures, and guess what we do? We think we done had devotion. When we have not had, watch this, sanctification or confession. Mm. Watch this, watch this. He says, it's the sin that dwells in me. Look what he goes on to say. Verse 18. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my what? Flesh. For the willing. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Everybody in this room today and those watching online, you want to do good. Don't you? How many want to do good? I mean, really, really, I mean, you really, with everything in you, you want to do good. Doesn't it feel good when you do good? The willing is in you. The willing is present in me. But the what, y'all? But the what? No, 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 no. But the what? Look at the text. But the what? The doing. Can I ask you a question? What's the difference? <laughs> What's the difference? Come on, y'all. The doing is the action, right? Amen. What verse was that? Verse 18, watch this. I'm sorry, I went to. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have a conflict here, right? Now, 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 the willing is the what? The desire. That's what that word willing means. I want to make sure of that. It's the desire or the wish. Make a wish. Blow the candle out. <laughs> the wish. 
Can I ask you something? If you could be anything today, what would you be? Hmm. It's a good question now. You ever wish to be something? Little kids want to be LeBron James. They wish to do that. Or they wish to be a rapper. You know, but after a while, when you become a certain age, you stop wishing and you deal with the realities of life where you are and understand that, oop, that's out the window. So now guess what I got to do? I got to deal with where I'm at right now. But Paul says, I wish, my wish, my willingness, my what I desire to do is there, but my what? But he says, the, he says but I practice, I'm sorry. The willing is present in me, but the doing. You know what it has to do with? That word doing. In the Greek, the word means commitment. The commitment. And oftentimes, we're struggling with these two natures. And we want to do right. This war that's going on inside of us. And we say it time and time again. I want to do right, but I can't. Can't do right. I want to encourage somebody here this morning. I want to tell you something. Don't you give up. Listen, don't you give up. No matter how hard it may seem, no matter how difficult it may be, don't you give up on it. You, you fall down, you get back up. Come on, somebody. You make a mistake, you say, God, I'm sorry. You, you keep striving to do better. No, listen, stop allowing Satan to make you feel condemned. Because God doesn't condemn you because he understands that there's a war going on on the inside of you. Look at verse 19. For the good that I want to do, here it is again. See, he repeats himself. I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. Verse 20, but if I'm doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer doing it. Here he is repeating himself again, isn't he? Is he repeating himself again? Or am I repeating myself? Why did Paul repeat the same thing over again, y'all? Why do you think? And when you look at Bible study methods, why, why, is, it, why, why is he repeating himself? It's important. He wants to get the point across. My kids always say, Daddy, you just keep repeating yourself. I keep repeating myself because you didn't get it the first time. Come on, somebody. And a repetition helps you to remember. Amen. You may think your parent is nagging at you or saying something crazy to you all the time, but I want to tell you something. Repetition is important. Paul says, I want you to understand, saints, that it's in all of us, including me. Watch what he says, y'all. He says, hmm, 21, I find in the principle. <laughs> What principle did he find in there? Verse 21. That what? Can I ask you a question? 
this is what I call transparency. How transparent are you about you? Oh, it's the other person. Paul says, number one, there's sin in me. Number two, there's what? Evil in me. But also, I have a desire to do good. I have a willingness to do good. But I just can't. Has nothing to do with the devil. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Now, of course, he caused the fall. But if you don't deal with the sin and the evil in you. Listen, some of us smile, but man, we got, man, listen, if I catch you on the wrong day. Man, there's a monster somewhere in there, man. And listen. Boy, I wish I had somebody. It will come out. Listen, the heat brings it out. When you're under pressure. When your bills are due. and Your money's running out. And, you know, your car breaks and. Stuff just start happening to you. Stuff, stuff that you don't really expect to happen. Then you start seeing some stuff in you that you ain't, you ain't never seen before. When you go to a restaurant, you talk to people crazy. Because you think you're on vacation and nobody know you. The waiter knows you now. Oh yeah, the waiter does know you now. And guess what their opinion of you is? Is B. Amen. I see Bonics. They're like, man. How you treat people who you think is insignificant is very important. Are you with me? That's a word right there for somebody. Y'all hear me? Let's talk about it. Let's tame. Come on, somebody. Let's tame that evil. You got to walk in the spirit. And when you feel that evil coming, you got to say, Lord, I need you now. Help me. Because it, it, you can feel it. The Holy Spirit will give you, an, give you an unctioning, an alert. He does. It's just we ignore it. That's what's up. You, I feel it. I'm telling you, I feel it starts right here in my gut, in the core. It starts in your core. You feel it, and then it come out your mouth. I'm going to show you how to tame that, tame that evil here in a minute. Watch what he says right here. Watch what he says here. Lord have mercy. Y'all done got me started now. 21, I find, now remember this. Now here's the thing you got to remember, right? He says something here that you got to pay attention to. Okay. When I, when I meet with married couples, 
I say to them, going into the marriage, I, I tell them, you're going into the marriage with a curse. Did y'all know that? Yeah. When God cursed Eve, he says, you were in childbirth, you'll have pain. How many of y'all have some babies up in here? Was it painful? Right. It was painful. Right after that verse, it says, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Now, that word desire in the Hebrew does not mean a good desire. It's a desire to devour him and be over him. So in your mess, why you have to be a Christian to be married? Because, because there's a constant fight for position. Are, are y'all following me? Now, if you're not in the spirit and if you're not a Christian, if you're not walking in the spirit, that's why you're always fighting. So you're walking in. Now, what I call that, you ready for this? Is a principle. All right? The principle, it happened to Eve, but it's a principle we can what? Learn from. But watch this. He says, I find then, this is how you can tame it. Because you know it's a principle, but if you are aware of the principle, you can do the opposite of what that says. I don't think you hear what I'm saying to you. It's a principle. He says, I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. It's a principle. So just like that curse, it has a principle going on inside of you, in your flesh. Because of the fall, evil is there. Now, I'm not calling you an evil person. I'm saying it's a principle. That's why you come to Bible study. Stop listening to people who are telling you you're doing too much for the Lord. Stop listening to people who are telling you stuff about church. Let me tell you why. They're not in church. And if I don't come to church, I can't tame this beast. I don't think you heard what I'm saying to you. I cannot control him. If I don't read my Bible every day, if I don't pray, I cannot Deal with the things that I face every day in this fallen world. So I come here to get trained on how to handle things. I get a word from God, directly from God, through the man of God, through the Holy Spirit, who can help me to understand, man, there's something, there's a principle working in me. And guess what? Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need, I need self-control. I need to be, how do I do it? I need to tame this guy. This guy wants to do good. But listen, but guess what? This principle is working against me. So you know what I tell couples about that curse? Wife, you got to become the first Peter woman. First Peter three woman. Husband, you got to become the first Peter three husband. Because apart from that, you'll never get along. 
It says wives live, wives live, it says, it says if you have a disobedient husband, you can win him without a word by your chaste and respectful behavior. So how do you win your husband? You know how you win your husband? Not with that evil. <laughs> you got to win him with not even opening your mouth by the way you act. But you can't act right if you sit at home trying to make it better and you're not getting trained on how to get better. Every time it comes to church, something always come up. He says your chaste and respectful behavior, and then it says to the husband, live with your wife in an understanding word. Watch this. Your husband is a leader, he's a learner, he's a lover, amen, and he's not a lunatic. Because when that evil come up in you in the house, Oh boy, I wish y'all were with me today, huh? You cannot win a man if you're acting evil. The Bible, if you believe, and I got people that tell me, but pastor, you don't understand how crazy he is. You don't understand. I said, I sure don't, but guess what? You have, I said this, do you believe the Bible? You know what we do? We worship our problems. But if you want to understand the nature of what's in front of you, there's evil inside of that person. There's sin inside that person. The only way to rectify that is at the cross. So you can keep on nagging and keep on nagging and being negative all you want. And you'll never win that man to Jesus. Ever. You in church, you know why he's not in church? Because he doesn't see what he sees at church. Matter of fact, when he come to church, he try, he said next to you, say, man, I wonder who this is. <laughs> you probably know what I'm saying? He said, you talk nice to everybody else. You're so nice and loving with everybody, and now with me, you just talk crazy. Wives, your behavior changes the disobedient man and then he'll treat you right. Amen. That's what he says. But there's evil present in us that causes us to do what? To save to heck with all this. I'm done with this. His job, according to 1 Peter, is to study you. But if he's disobedient to God, how can he treat you right? He wants to do good, but guess what? He can't do good. Why? Because of this evil nature that's inside of him. When he says to do it like that, you're doing it as unto the Lord. And if you focus on the Lord and pleasing God, it becomes easy to submit to a man who's disobedient to God. Because your behavior changes him. It's only hard when you start making him your God. You got to worship God. You got to, listen, he says, because you're precious. He says, this is precious in the sight of God. What's precious in the sight of God? Your behavior. Amen. 
All right. Let me finish this thing right here. 24. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 23. 23. No, no, no. I'm sorry. 22. He says, for I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man. Verse 23. But I see a different law in the what? In the what? You know what members mean? Your limbs. Your eyes, your legs, your knees, everything. He said, I see a different law. So we talked about a principle, but there's another principle because the word law means principle. He says, not only is it working in my mind and my heart, but shoot, and even in my hands, I steal. I want to put up my fist and fight. <laughs> my reaction to the evil and sin inside of me is to get down. Good Lord have mercy. He says, waging war against the what? Here's another principle. The law of my what? Oh man, we got it bad. But thank God for Jesus. See, if you didn't have the Holy Spirit, it would be bad news. This is good news. Because at least I know now I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop shaking my fist at Satan. And start saying, I got to look at me. The problem is we got a me problem. Not a we problem. And if you deal with the me, then you can handle the we. That's what he says. He says, it's waging war of my mind and making me a what, y'all? A what? A prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my what? I just, I know I should be eating right, but I keep eating wrong. And what am I doing? I'm killing my body, sin. I know I'm not supposed to be looking at pornography because it pollutes my mind, but I keep looking at pornography. The members of my body waging war against my flesh. And guess what? Making me a prisoner. But oh, you can be set free. Look what Paul says in verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this, the body of this death? And look at this. I got one minute, verse 25. But thanks, verse 25, y'all, thanks be to what? God. Through. Hello, somebody. Through who? Jesus Christ. That on one hand, with my I myself, with my mind, I'm serving the law of God. But on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. And verse chapter 8, verse 1 is the most beautiful passage there is. Therefore, now, there is, so stop being so hard on yourself. Work at it. There is no condemnation. So stop condemning yourself. And just come to Jesus. For real. Get to the cross. Through Jesus Christ you can conquer this evil. This thing in your mind. Waging war in your body. He says therefore there is no condemnation for those who are what? 
in Christ Jesus. So, yeah, we'll struggle. We'll fall short. But don't condemn yourself. Listen, when you mess up, don't stay there. 